podcast. I'm your host Danielle and this is episode 16. How long should I stay in Disney World? So hope you all are doing well today. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and listening in. Um, If you'll excuse me a bit today, I'm a bit under the weather fighting a cold. So we'll see how the voice holds up. But I'm excited to talk to you today about length of stay at Disney um, because I've kind of sat at both ends of this and I've got pros and cons for each. So one thing you need to know, if you are a U.S. resident, the largest ticket package that you can currently get at Walt Disney World is a 10-day ticket. So if you're trying to come and like burn through a month, it's not going to happen. Now, if you live in the UK, there are special 14-day tickets for them. So before we jump into the conversation, have to put a little cap on your dreams there. 10 days is all you're going to stay. I've never stayed a full 10 days, but it is a possibility if that's within your budget. So perfect length of stay. It depends on a lot of different factors, but I'm going to start by talking to a new family, a new group who maybe hasn't been to Disney or who hasn't been in quite a while, because that's who this podcast is really geared for. I love around a week. Um, technically, I guess six days, seven nights type deal is what my family tends to do um, when we go for a big shindig with my mom, my sister, all our families. But that doesn't mean six or seven days in the park. So I want to kind of break down our typical stay, what that looks like. Um, So you can kind of see if this would sound good for your family. We do prioritize when I go with my extended family hitting all four parks, um, making sure we have some downtime, time at the pool. And so this is how that normally works out for us. We normally arrive on Sunday. That way we tend to drive. If we want to drive halfway on Saturday, we can. If we want to get up early Sunday morning and do it all, whatever it may be. So we typically arrive on Sunday, no parks on a Sunday. Um, That way we can just get settled, chill. We might go to Disney Springs. We may do a dining reservation, but that could be a little iffy, especially if you're dealing with flights. Um, So Sunday's a nice chill day. Monday and Tuesday, we'll hit two parks. Wednesday for us is normally always a rest day. Um, We'll hang out by the pool. We'll get a dining reservation at like a resort somewhere we typically don't get to go. Thursday and Friday we'll do parks and then Saturday we are checking out and traveling back home. So six full days there. That I think is honestly a great length of stay. I personally think it's really important to have a rest day in there, and Disney has so much to offer, even if it's just the pool, even if it's going to Disney Springs, you can definitely fill one day, if not more, with things outside of the theme parks that don't cost you any additional money. 
Now, if for budget reasons, you need to cut that a little bit shorter, can you do it in five days? Can you do it in four days? You can. You could travel right into Disney and hop right into the park. I know some people that do that. Or you could spend the day at the park, have a late flight, and get to the airport after. So those are definitely doable things. But I think right now with the way air travel is and things being sort of iffy, stuff getting canceled, or delayed, um, you're just kind of playing the lotto a little bit. So I love that kind of six-day breakdown or so. It works really well for my family, and I think if it's your first time going, it's a nice thing to, you know, look into. Now, on the other end of that, in the past few years, I have really become a Disney long weekender, and it was something that, you know, growing up, and I've talked to my mom about it, because she was the one who took us to Disney, we would always do these weeks every, like, two or three years, and the first time that I signed up for a Disney race, we were just going to do a long weekend, we did a girls trip, and my mom said, you know, I thought it would be crazy to drive the 10 hours down there and just do the parks for two days and come back, but it really was super enjoyable, and I have to agree, and since then, I think I've done like four long weekends. Um, so I don't suggest that for someone who has never, ever been before, who doesn't know the parks. But if you have been recently, or if you just know that you're kind of in a niche Disney market, if you know you have young kids and all you really care about is Magic Kingdom, or you have Star Wars fans, all you really want is Galaxy's Edge. You're going with an adult group and you just want to eat and drink around the world and do Epcot. I think a long weekend can be an awesome, awesome thing to do. You go, you're in your hotel for three days. You might do two parks while you're there, or you may do one park and one kind of rest day to hit up Disney Springs, the pool, the amenities at your hotel, whatever it may be. So I've really become a fan of both sides and seeing the pros and cons of both types of trips. Now, I want to break down a few factors that you might use to determine your length of stay. Now, number one, your hotel. Your hotel, for the most part, whether you stay, you know, two days or ten days, you're looking at probably a very similar cost per night. There can be a little fluctuation, just like there are with park tickets, with your check-in day. So, for example, if you're heading to the parks and you can start your stay on a Thursday, it's going to be cheaper than if you start your stay on a Friday, and you're going to get those park tickets for the cost of that first initial day. Um, so, it can be beneficial, you know, if you can do a midweek check-in, it can save you a little bit of money. But, for the most part, the Disney Hotel is going to be costly. Uh, and that's not going to fluctuate a ton based on how long you stay. However, I've really enjoyed on some of these shorter trips getting to stay at a resort that I just normally wouldn't be able to stay at due to cost. So we did one of our long weekends. We stayed at the Wilderness Lodge. I've stayed at the Contemporary that way. And so I may not have it in my budget to stay deluxe when we go for an entire week, but going for a short amount of time can really let you see some of those, you know, different hotels. And then maybe you stay at a moderate 
merit or a value when you're there for a long period of time. Something else to think about with length of stay is ticket costs. So I know I mentioned the day that your package starts, that can help fluctuate your ticket cost. But also, the longer you stay at Disney, the less you pay. But it really doesn't start to switch over until you go from a four-day park ticket to a five-day park ticket. So let me just kind of run through prices. Right now, a one-day park ticket starts at 109 That doesn't mean that's what you're going to pay when you go, but basically if you found the cheapest, non-busiest Disney day, that's what they'd be charging you. A two-day ticket is 107 a day, so you're only saving two bucks. A three-day ticket is also 107 a day. A four-day ticket is 106 okay? This is time of recording, October 2022, um, but you just see, you're not getting a big change. But when you go to a five-day ticket, you jump down to $91 a day. So you're saving like 15 bucks each day of your ticket. Six days drops to 78 seven days, 69 65 60 and then all the way down to if you did that big old 10-day ticket, it's 56 bucks a day. So you're basically cutting your ticket price in half. So that can be something to consider. Um, there is not a big jump going from staying in the park for four days versus five days. So when you look at that, that could entice you. Mm, why don't we just stay the extra day? It's only going to cost us, I think I figured it up, like 30 more bucks or so to do it and add that extra day once you get the discount per days. So park tickets, something else to think about with your length of stay. Travel time. And this is probably a big one. Now, I'm sort of on that cusp of where I probably should fly, but it's not awful to drive. I am right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, so for us to get to Orlando is about 10 hours. We can honestly wake up really early in the morning, like 3, 4 o'clock. We can drive down to Orlando, and we get there at about check-in time anyway. Now, we've done it other ways before where we've kind of driven halfway, stopped somewhere in Georgia. Um, but we really are there at our own liberty of leaving when we want, stopping doing what we need to do. If you're on a plane, that may not be the case. So if I was having to fly and pay for my family of four to fly down there and fly back, the long weekend may not be worth it for the cost. But if driving is a possibility, um, I think that can really add some nice fluctuation uh, to your length of stay, arrival, departure that kind of time. Another thing regarding length of stay is really thinking about what you want to see. Again, if you haven't been before, I gotta say you dip your toes in and try all four parks. Can you do it with a park hopper in a shorter amount of time? Yes, but to be honest, if you're only going one or two days, by the time you add park hopper, it's basically close to the cost of you just adding that third day anyway. So would you rather rush around for two days to see multiple parks or just stay in the park three or four days and get a full day at each of them? But again, if you know you're with a party or you yourself are really just interested in one or two parks, you can definitely get those done in a short amount of time, just as you could spend multiple days in some parks if you really wanted to see everything around. Now, I want to just hit a few last pros and cons of those long and short trips. Um, 
long trip, obviously your pros, you're getting to see a little bit of everything. You're really getting immersed in the Disney bubble. You can try out a lot of different things. And sometimes people even resort hop. So maybe you go down and you start the first half of your visit in one resort and then you switch on over to another one. So staying for that full six days, seven days, whatever, can really let you experience a little bit of everything for your first time and see what's worth revisiting again. Cons of a long trip are obviously cost, (laughs) but you know, if you invest, if it's something you've saved for, and as we saw with things like park tickets, the longer you stay the less it costs per day. So it really can work out where adding that extra day or two may not break the bank. Now for your short trips, my pros of a short trip are you have the opportunity to maybe stay in a nicer resort. I also enjoy the short stays maybe to get down to an event or a holiday that You may not have the money to stay for a lengthy amount of time, but you can still get the atmosphere and experience. So I love Disney for the holidays. So doing a long weekend, maybe in the fall, to get to see all that Halloween decor, or getting a long weekend at Christmas time, which is my favorite, and getting to hop around and see how the resorts are decorated, um, that can be a really nice way to experience Disney at different times of year. Um, I also love the short trip sometimes just to try new things things. You know, every time we go on a short trip, like let's try a new restaurant or a new experience. Um, Cons of your short trip, obviously I've never done all four parks on a long weekend, so you're always kind of missing out on something, but if you know you have another short trip in the future, uh, you can definitely plan for that thing later on. So I hope this gives you kind of an idea on length of stay, whether you're looking for something longer or just some pros and cons of maybe throwing together a short, long weekend trip to get your Disney fix. But hopefully you got something from this episode that you can use when it's time to plan your next magical adventure. If you need any help doing that, I would love to send you a quote or help you plan your next magical stay at Walt Disney World. You can send me an email at Robbins at fantasticalvacations.com or find me on Instagram and Facebook. That info's all in the show notes. But thank you guys so much for listening to Pushing Through This Cold with me today and I hope you have an awesome, awesome end of your week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.